shining a light on autism and life as an autistic person. Welcome to My Friend Autism, a podcast breaking down barriers, stigma and misconceptions around autism while increasing understanding and acceptance of the autistic community. And now, here's your neurodivergent host, Orion Kelly. And hey, welcome back. Or if this is the first time you've checked out my podcast, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my friend Autism. I'm Orion Kelly and I'm autistic. And my purpose is to empower you with knowledge, education and growth opportunities through some open, honest and engaging conversations on autism. And we are here to not only break down the stigmas and misconceptions, but also, most importantly, increase the level of understanding, appreciation and acceptance of autistic people. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Join the conversation now by following Orion Kelly on Facebook. All right, now, on this podcast, I want to tackle what some people refuse to acknowledge, which is that I'm actually autistic. Okay, so to break it down, it isn't uncommon for some autistic people to have people in their life refuse to believe they are actually autistic because... They can do certain things. And I also want to talk about the effect that can have on the autistic person. And to hopefully bridge that gap, I'm going to open up about some of the seemingly simple things that you may be able to do that I genuinely struggle to do on a daily basis. So why do some people in your life like to tell you, as an autistic person, you're not autistic? Now, I get comments on my YouTube channel, Orion Kelly, that autistic guy. I get comments from friends, family, even strangers questioning the validity of my autism diagnosis. Well, why? Because I can do things that they believe in their mind autistic people can't do. So we're talking about stereotypes, misconceptions, myths. So what are the things that people think prove I am not autistic? All right, let's go through the top five most common reasons. We're going to kick off with specialist skills. You can't be autistic. You work in radio, right? Work, you've worked in commercial radio and you work in media. What do you, you do podcasts and you can't be autistic. Okay, sure. I've got some high-level professional skills in that type of stuff. Radio production, broadcasting, podcasting, audio and video editing, video production, blah, blah, blah. Right, okay, cool. So my professional level specialist skill proves that I cannot be autistic. Now, that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, well, okay, sure, I can do those things, right? But they're part of my core passion, my special interest. I started doing that when I was a kid, working in community radio. You might judge it from a point of view of listening to the radio, but when you work on the radio, community radio, commercial radio, whatever, you're in a small box, a studio, and traditionally, you're pretty much by yourself. And in addition to that, you're talking into a microphone. No one's there. You can't see the audience. Now, of course, you're imagining you're talking to, the, to a person listening, of course, and there's tricks and blah, blah, blah. But I'm just talking about from a logical point of view. It's not like it's the world's most social job. In fact, it's kind of perfect. You get to spend basically your entire workday in a box by yourself talking to yourself. So yeah, I have those skills because as my core passion, my special interest, my entire life, 
I've honed them. I mean, if you're that passionate about something like I am, you do it every day and, and you, know, you do it for free. The money has nothing to do with it. And if you do it every day, you have to get good. It doesn't matter who you are. If you practice something every day, you are going to get good at it. That's just factual. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're going to win a gold medal. But what I'm saying is if you do something, if you practice something every day, if you work at something every day, you're going to become elite at that thing. But that doesn't mean I'm not autistic. Uh, here's some examples. Okay, so I can do that. Cool. But up until today, like right now, I still have to think and look about what shoe goes on which foot. Like that's not a joke. I can't just get my shoes and put them on, right? A lot of times I'll put them on and they don't feel right and realize, oh, wrong foot. I've got to actually take a, a look from above, an aerial view. <laughs> it takes time and I still get it wrong. My son comes up to me before school. Are these the right shoes? And instead of saying yep or no, I've got to stop. I've got to look at them. I've got to work out the ways that I, I try to work out. Which And then I put them in order for them and go, now they are, right? <laughs> Shoelaces. They always come undone. I hate them. They're so stupid. I never tie them right. So I just don't tie them. I, I'm the dude that gets around with shoes that have laces, but the laces are undone. I don't mean dangling on the ground. I mean, you know, when you kind of pull them up or whatever, or tuck them in, that kind of thing. So no, just because I have specific and specialist skills does not mean that I'm not autistic. The next common reason why people claim I can't possibly be autistic is around communication and performance. You can't be autistic. You host radio shows, you host podcasts, you MC events in front of thousands of people, you act, you perform, you entertain, you engage with people. Yeah, okay, cool. That's true, but it's linked to my special skills, my special passion, my interests, right? All those things I do because they're part of the job. As the dude that gets to do a show on the radio, you've got to do these things too. When I'm up there, there's no worries because there's a disconnect, right? The audience is out there. You get up, you do your best to entertain them, do what you got to do, give them a good time and you get off. But it's, it's not like I've got to talk to them individually or socialise. See, that's the thing. I'd rather MC an event to 100,000 people than be in a room of 10 people. And that's because I can struggle to connect and engage with people one-on-one. It's part of being an autistic person. These social and communication skills are key challenges for an autistic person. Interacting with new people or certain types of people, certain personality types can struggle. I find phone calls distressing sometimes. I find them overwhelming. Like, I mean, texting and emailing is awesome. Why on God's name are we even still doing phone calls? Unless it's an emergency or something, right? It doesn't make any sense to me. You can, you can text, you can message, you can email. Do you really need to talk to me about this? I mean, you, you really can't. Because people have conversations in writing all the time now. Anyway, I'm not going to go on a rant about phone calls, but they, they stress me out. So yeah, I do have some communication and performance skills, but they're specifically tailored to my special interest, my passion. I don't understand small talk, I, what I'm supposed to say, who I'm supposed to talk to, if you want to talk to me. You don't understand the first thing going through an autistic person's mind in these social situations. And remember, it's a diagnosable challenge. Those challenges are part of being an autistic person. So sure, I've got specialist skills I've honed, from years of doing what I call my passion, my special interest, which autistic people are obsessive about, but I don't know how to change a tire on a car or fix anything around the house. So it's kind of like savant skills in one thing and just below average in everything else. In, in fact, that's great proof to say I am autistic. Have a conversation with an autistic person. I bet you they know everything about their passion or their special interest to the level where they could probably lecture 
right? And you talk to them about it and it's like, whoa, this has gone way deeper than I wanted it to go. I just asked you, where'd your name come from? I didn't want to ask you to tell me about the entire nebula, the entire constellation Orion or, you know, what it does and all that. Like, you know, yeah, sure. Okay, that's cool. No worries. I'll take that on advisement. Uh, but, you know, it's really interesting though. Like, I mean, stars, it's like a nursery of stars, the Orion constellation. It shields them from the winds and like they, they baby stars grow and in the, in the great... Nebula. Do you see what I'm saying? It's bloody interesting. Okay, it's not to you. Fair enough. Another really common reason people use to say you're not autistic is around creativity, right? You can't be autistic. You're creative. You're like artsy and you're funny and you know what I mean? You can write stuff. You can write content. You think outside the box. You can make people laugh. What are you talking about? You're spontaneous. You're engaging. You're not autistic. Okay. But let me say this, all those things, sure, but on my terms, creative, funny, content creating, thinking outside the box, making people laugh, engaging, being spontaneous, all on my terms. These things people say about me, I would hazard a guess, usually 99% would come from content I've created. So you listen to my podcast, hear me on the radio, watch my YouTube videos, whatever, and you say those things. But see, they're on my terms. This is me doing my special interest, my passion around content creation in the moments when I'm doing it. But it doesn't mean that this is me, right? I, I can't anticipate or deal with a change in plans or routine. Sure, I can be funny and spontaneous on my terms, but if you change any of my plans or routines, I can't be anything, right? The impact of change on me can be significant and detrimental. My creativity comes from the world I create inside my head. It's a world I can control, the only world I can control. That's reality right there. Another common reason people use to say you're not autistic is around empathy and emotions, right? I often get, you're not autistic because you're so empathetic, you're so emotional and, and, and caring. You're not an emotionless robot that real autistic people are. You feel deeply for people in distress. I can see that. Like, you're, no, you're, you're not emotionless, you're not a robot. There's no way you're autistic. Okay, for starters, that's just a massive myth. Okay, the idea that all autistic people are emotionless robots is just a myth. I don't need to go any further. It's just not true. Sure, autistic people 100% struggle with not only identifying the emotions of others and of themselves, but in addition to identifying, they can struggle to convey their own emotions, to identify their own emotions, but also to convey, identify, understand, process, and reciprocate the emotions of others. So sometimes it can look like they're unfeeling or cold, but in fact, it's, it's processing time or it's the brain, part of being autistic, is, is struggling to compute what's being felt here and how I can help, the connection. So I can really struggle to identify and convey my feelings. So how are you feeling? I don't know. Whoopee. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm feeling it, but I don't know. How am I supposed to identify the wants and emotions of others if I can't even identify and convey my own feelings? I can't always explain how I'm feeling when I'm sick and injured as well. You know, like when doctors ask you, how are you feeling? Or, you know, how's, I don't know. What's, what's the pain on a scale of, you know, and, and they ask me, what, they say one to 10, 10 being like childbirth. I'm, like, I'm a dude. You get I'm a dude, right? What, what the hell are you talking about? I'm a man. I can't have kids. What do you mean the world's worst pain? Okay, if we're going to make 10 the world's worst pain, give me a legitimate... Like, and by the way, isn't that a subjective question? Just bizarre. Objective rules, subjective questions. Like, what is this, law school? Come on, seriously. Anyway, you see what I'm saying? 
And I also seem to just experience like the extremes, happiness or anger, not much in between, right? not understanding my own emotions and feelings impact not only me and my health, but my mental health. So sure, just because I care and get emotional and empathize with someone, which I genuinely do, doesn't make me not autistic. This gets me really frustrated, this stuff. All right, the last common reason I want to give you on this podcast about why people say there's no way you're autistic. I'm protective of others. This is a reason, believe it or not. Oh, you're too protective of others. You can't be autistic. You, you constantly identify and call out others when they're being bullied or discriminated against or mistreated. You've got like this strong sense of right and wrong. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm autistic. Autistic people are sticklers. I'm talking about my experiences. Not all autistic people, but I'm telling you, as a rule, general, sticklers. A strong sense of right and wrong. Black and white thinking. This is right or this is wrong. You are right or you are wrong. So, of course, I'm protective of others. See, what I may see is, hey, you can't treat them like that. You're bullying them. Or, hey, that's illegal. You can't do that. Right. To me, that's black and white, and I'll just point it out. But other people might go, oh, actually, that might not be the case, right? They, who maybe aren't autistic, see the grey. So the idea that being protective of others, calling out bullying and mistreatment and discrimination and a strong sense of right and wrong, is absolutely in no way proof that you're not autistic. In fact, it's proof you are <laughs> in many ways. Like, like I said, I am a stickler for rules. I am sensitive to people doing the wrong thing. I despise bullying and injustice. But you know what is a funny thing? I am the last to know when others are taking advantage of me. I couldn't tell you. It's not like I'm gullible. It's I just I guess I trust people in a way where I don't expect to be taken advantage of. But it happens all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm prone to be scammed, absolutely. Prone to be mistreated. Prone to be bullied. I can't identify the difference between good intentions and bad intentions. I can't read people being fake or misleading. Okay, cool. I'm not autistic because I'm protective of others. That's actually an autistic trait, right? The right and wrong, black and white. In addition to that, like I've just said, I have almost no radar of when it's happening to me. It's not a good way of living life. I guess the bottom line to this podcast, giving you some reasons why people say, you know, you're not autistic because, and I hope they've kind of helped you. I guess the bottom line is though, this is about actually opening our minds. I don't want you to be aware of autism, right? You can be aware of many things that you don't understand. I want you to understand. I want you to understand. I want you to listen to this and go, okay, I get it. There's a lot more nuances to this, this conversation. You can't just say because an autistic person can do this or that or that or this is somehow not autistic. The other question who asked that person is, sorry, are you a medical professional? Do you diagnose autism? Are you a pediatrician? Are you a psychiatrist? What's your credibility? I mean, there's no credibility, right? So it just comes down and it's, it's not about shaming them. It's about going, you know what? This is where we are with the community and their knowledge and understanding of autism. And that's not their fault. I don't know everything about all disabilities. So, you know, I get it. But... I'm making a podcast so you can listen to this and hopefully hear my experiences and, and, and develop a greater level of understanding, which then will hopefully lead to more of an appreciation that we're all different. We're all just humans. We're all different. Autistic people have a different brain. We're going to come across individual though, just like every other human. We're not a subclass. Every other human, we're all different. What binds autistic people together is a different brain, a neurodivergent brain, but it doesn't mean we're all the same. So please, out of all the things to do, <laughs> Don't shame an autistic person for being autistic. I mean, for goodness sakes. Maybe just get to know them. Maybe just understand them a little bit more. 
And you might actually appreciate them rather than shaming them for having a disability. Seriously. My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. For even more autistic content, check out the Orion Kelly, That Autistic Guy channel on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening to My Friend Autism. I really do appreciate it. Now, hey, if this episode has helped you in any way, resonated with you, would you please share it with your family and friends so we can reach more people and hopefully raise that level of understanding and acceptance of the autistic community. Continue the conversation with me too. Check out the Orion Kelly page on Facebook and send me a message via my website, orionkelly.com.au. All I'm asking for you is to open up your hearts and minds to people a little bit different to you and embrace the benefits of neurodiversity. Until next time, thank you for opening up your minds and embracing differences. You've been listening to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. To join the conversation, get in touch with Orion and binge all the podcasts, blogs and videos, visit orionkelly.com.au.